Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com on the campus of Silver Tranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, and just a wee dander down the road from the Wolf River Refuge, which is another ministry of Silver Birch Ranch. That's right. I hope you check them out because we love serving people up here and look forward to it. Uh, serving you, your family, your church. Give us that opportunity. What's coming up this summer? What's the theme? The theme this summer is the search. The search. The search. Oh, so we're, we're hitting up our mystery theme again. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good. And, and uh, we're planning things as normal. So it'll be big. It'll be awesome. It'll be amazing. Yeah, we'll be over this thing by summer. Yeah. So all of you should plan that in your head. Let's get done with the uh, COVID thing and get on to the next problem. Yep. But for this moment, let's look forward to summer and getting kids back to camp and family camps and all that kind of stuff. That's so. right. And so if you're interested at all, head over to silbertranch.org slash summer, and you can not only look for opportunities to camp, whether you're uh, uh, coming out of third grade all the way up through high school, or even if you want to come for one of our family camps over the summer, we have three of those. Otherwise, if you're in high school, we uh, have volunteer positions. So if you want to help us run the zip line, the horses, do some dishes, help with maintenance or run the canteen, we are always looking for high school volunteers that can help out with that. And then also if you're a college student or just finishing high school this year uh, before summer, we have our summer staff team. Um, and that's a great way to give your whole summer and you get a small stipend for that. But you get to help out run the different areas that we have. And so... Uh, you could find all that information on our website, silverstrange.org slash summer. And we'd love to have you as we look forward to another fun summer, our 54th summer That's right. here at Silver Birch Ranch. And it's so important to serve. Service is what causes community, not sitting around having coffee. That's right. It's not bad to sit and have coffee, but service is what fuels it. So you need to get together with people and go serve and enjoy the fact that you can serve people and yeah. not really get anything back for it yourself. Go volunteer. Absolutely. And whether it's here or somewhere else, I think it's important to do that young. I'm very appreciative. I grew up at the same church as Dave, yep. and it was very much a part of the culture there to serve early and often. But it was so normal. I mean, my dad, right. was the pastor, was up here volunteering. Right. And all of our leaders came up. Our youth pastors came up. I yep. mean, it was part of the, the DNA of Absolutely. our place. Yep. Very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, some things have changed, and we were talking about that last program, and I invite you to go back to Relate365.com. Oh, never mind, yeah. I wanted, to, do steal, that I wanted to steal Relate, your summer. Go, back, go to Relate365.com. There you go. Now I know why you do that all the time. Yeah, it's no. fun. Sorry. Yeah, I know, but I'm the .com guy. You're not. Sorry. You're, you're kind of a rookie, but it's okay. That's why I screwed up. Anyways, head yeah, over to the website. Young, yeah. Young families um today are they actually experiencing new pressures or are they experiencing accelerated pressures and we talked about that at the last program i want to continue that we're referring to an article by calman heller who is a phd and telling us a story about a young couple that came to to them for some help and um the first factor you'll have to go back and listen to that what that was but the the, the second factor is this um they said that the, the problem that young people and young families are facing today is the loss of permanence. The belief that you go to work for a good company and they'll be there for a very long time is not there anymore. Job anxiety is a constant part of the day-to-day -day reality for many young adults. Hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. We, we're kind of weird here at Silver Birch Ranch because we've had people forever here. Yeah, So it's, true. it's not like everybody here is wondering if they're going to work tomorrow. Uh, now, the the COVID thing certainly hasn't helped that. No, that's part of it. Yeah, how many people have lost their jobs? How many jobs have been reassigned? How many, I mean, in, in that world, that, that certainly is a, is a factor. 
But permanence, do you think most people like permanence or they like change? I would say that regardless of what people might tell you, I think permanence gives a sense of stability. Yeah. And I think that's what people long for. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, sometimes I feel like my whole brain is under um, tension in that war. Yeah. Because I love permanence, but I love change. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's a weird balance between the two. Yeah. Uh, we've lived in the same house. We're going, you know, almost 40 years in the same house. I grew up, I stayed in the same house. My parents didn't move. Even though my dad's job moved from one place to another, we stayed in the same house. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of used to that. Yeah. And, and it could and be. And even though you're permanent, you've adapted. You yeah. know, your, your house doesn't look the way you built it. No, not not close. You know, and it even doesn't look the way that it was when your daughters were there. Right. You know, and so even though you're permanent, you could still adapt. Right. A little bit. Well, I think uh, there's a certain amount of permanence. Now, here, going back to the first point they made, one of the most established things that God did in this world was make marriage permanent. Mm -hmm. So when marriage is something where you're looking at it saying, I can get out of this or this isn't permanent, you got stress that you can't deal with because you're not supposed to deal with that. You need to be committed to your partner. And yeah. you need to be committed to what's right. Husbands, you need to love your wives. Wives, you need to let your husbands love you. And, and you need to allow that to happen and make this a permanent thing. And you'll be at peace over the marriage. And you shouldn't be at war in marriage, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, the other stuff is the permanent thing in life actually never changes. God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what has happened. In fact, uh, we have some special days that we talk to our staff up here at Silverbird Ranch, and we're in those. And and I'm going to be talking about this more and more, that the, the real important things in life haven't changed, and they're permanent. Mm-hmm. I don't care what my circumstance is today, I need to glorify God. Yeah. Whether I'm sick, rich, poor, whether a, a hurricane comes by, which it won't appear, or something like that, or whatever it might be, I, I, today I have the same assignment, today God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's permanent. Yeah. So that permanence gives you stability. And if you don't know him, you don't have permanence. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, you're trusting in things that all change. Yeah. So some might say I have a lot of money. It's like, go read about the depression and tell me about your money. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could never happen. Yeah, I think people said that back then too. Yeah. So if history bears itself out, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And you could be in trouble. Yeah. However, I'm not saying you will. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but if you're trusting in the permanence of money or yeah. resources, not going to work. Not going to work. So that's what they say. Job anxiety, day-to-day reality. You, you have a lot of friends your age, obviously, and younger. Do you see this anxiety with permanence? Do they want permanence or do they like floating around? I see both. You know, I see some that I think like to float around, but I, I, that's on the outside. I don't know if on the inside they would want to stay permanent. But those who float around, they they don't seem under stress a whole lot. Um, or do they? I would say they do. I mean, they remind me of my generation hippies. Yes. You know, where, okay, I'll go over here today and do that. Yeah, now we just call them millennials. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they grew up and became millennials. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I threw that under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, hippies were, were kind of, you know, you could look at them and kind of admire them in a way because it's like, yeah, man, I don't care. You yeah, know? and I think and I think that uh, that on the outside it doesn't seem like they have stress, but I feel like the majority of people, at least that I know in those positions, it goes like that for a while. But then at some point the buck stops. Yeah. And and they either crash or 
you know, they don't know how to deal with his situation. Yeah. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, it does, because I think if you don't know how to deal with it, you deal with it the best you can, and that's where drug abuse comes into play. Right, right. Uh, alcohol, that kind of thing. Because now all of a sudden you're, you're using some kind of substance to take the place of God. Right. And whenever you use a substance to take the place of God, I don't care what it is, coffee, sugar, whatever it is, you are in trouble because that's not going to take the place of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially those that alter your mind, your thinking. There's, yeah. there's some things that will do that. And if you have no hope and you're searching and you're going to keep God out of your life, I guess I can understand why you would try drugs or something else. Now, don't take that quote out of context, please. Right. Because I'm, I'm not for that. I'm just saying I understand why. Because you're trying to figure out this life and how mm-hmm. trying to get some you know, peace and, and away from your anxiety, yet there's no way to do that. Yeah. And I would say that at the core of who we are, the way that God has designed us, I think he's designed us for stability. Right. You know, and I even see that, you know, take the spiritual side out of it. I see that even in my boys, you know, I mean, even if we go on vacation, you know, there, even if we're beyond like a week, you know, even if it's vacation, there's only a certain amount of stability you can provide and a certain amount of schedule. Right. And no matter what, it's always the case. Once you hit a certain point on vacation, we, my wife and I always say to each other, man, we just need to get home and get them back in the groove. Right. And what we're referring to is just the stability that they know of, all right, here is the norm. Right. You know, and and I mean they're all different ages. They're seven and four and just turned three, you know, and, and that's not something that we just taught them. That's just something that naturally they desire. Right. And so I would say that's a desire that we have as a as a person that's designed by God is that we we long for the stability. Well, you just brought out a different philosophy that some might have. Yeah. I mean, you have that one, and there's others that think, oh, well, the, they'll tell me when they want to eat something. They'll tell me when they want to go to bed. They'll tell me when, you know I mean, and we'll just flex and do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I happen to not think that's a really good way to parent. Right. Personally. Yeah. Because of what you just said. Right. Um, so I would encourage people to think about the importance of how God made us to be creatures who want the permanence of some mm-hmm. sort. And how would you do it? For example, you and your wife, Jason, you could sit down and just make a list. How do we work on stability and permanence in our home mm-hmm. so that our kids grow up having it? Right. You know, do they know, and, and I would assume in your case they do, do they know that our marriage is permanent? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to hear a bunch of other kids right. talk about what's going on. Do they know ours is and why? Yeah. Do they, you know, I think you should give them a bedtime, get up time. I mean, I... I'm I'm all for those kinds of things, because I think that lends this but uh, the permanence of of life. Likewise, holidays. I think it's really good to establish some traditions. Mm-hmm. It's, I know you went hunting with your son this year. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I actually wasn't going to go hunting. He's like, Dad, can I go with you? I'm like, All right, I guess I'm going hunting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I think those are the things. You know, up here in northern Wisconsin, when hunting season comes, yeah, and your son's in what grade? first yeah he needs to go hunting because of the people around him yep. who are going to be talking about hunting and yep. if he's not talking about hunting and now it's a now it's a tradition right well not only that even in the process you know i'm just going to throw this out there you know know that it's it's not about the hunting at that point right you know and so know that it's about the relationship and so i knew that going out there and so, so I, as much as i wanted to see a deer that day which we didn't I didn't, I didn't necessarily have the expectation to, you know, the reason being as in, I knew my son seven and I knew that, you know, I, 
when it's 21 degrees out, I only know he could sit so long still right. and be quiet. And sure enough, you know, we're out there before dawn and, you know, it's barely, it's barely getting bright enough to see anything. And he's like, how much longer are we going to be out here? <laughs> you know, and he lasted a lot, way longer than I thought, which was awesome. Right. But, but don't get frustrated in the sense of, oh, be quiet. Don't right. move. You know, just take it as it is and know that it's really about that opportunity. Yeah. And that's the norm. Yep. You know. Now, it's funny. When I was in college, we actually went on a trip up into Canada from Silverberg Ranch where we went with this guy named Roy Tosh. Do you remember him? I know the name. Yeah. Well, we went up with him. They, he had a place up in Canada that he fished. And you just literally, I've never seen a place like that where you just throw a hook in there and a fish jump on it. Oh, wow. You know, and so we did that. And our, we were in canoes fishing. And my dad was with us. And so he's with me in the canoe and we're out there fishing. And we were catching walleye one night. And every time I put the, you know, in, in a canoe, you'd swing your pole over to the other guy. And he put the bait on it for you. Oh, sure. I, it, just because it was easier. Oh, totally. Than moving the pole and you know, right. being in the canoe. So I'd swing it over to him. He put the bait on first. He swung his over to me, but I couldn't get bait on it because the walleye grabbed it. <laughs> as soon as I put it in the water. <laughs> So I pulled the walleye out. He took the walleye off, put another piece of bait on. I put it in. I was going to do his. I got a walleye gun. So I pulled it off. This kept going on. That's amazing. He never got bait on his hook. That's funny. And finally, I looked at him and said, Dad, I got to stop this. He goes, no. You know, let, this is enjoyable. It's as enjoyable for me as right. it is for you. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute. I'm doing all the catching. Right. You know, you're just taking them off the hook and putting bait on. Yep. But he thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I got older, I understood what he meant. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was robbing him of this joy, you right. know, of catching these fish when his joy was that I was catching fish. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't care about the fish one way or the other. You right. know what I mean? Catch him, great. Don't catch him, great. Right. You know what I mean? Being out in the woods with his son, I'm in college. That was the year he had his first heart attack as well. Mm. And I thought, you know, how precious was that that we got to spend time just fishing out in the woods together? Yeah. So we were busy guys, and, and uh, we took the time to kind of look at this new ministry that we could do together. So it was kind of fun in that sense. And I would encourage all of you to go ahead and set up these uh, moments. Uh, I've watched guys fish before, and they're so into fishing that it's hard for them to enjoy the fishing with people who can't fish. Mm. Yeah. Because there's some people that just don't do well yeah. uh, in that. Um, and... Uh, also, you know, I've heard guys go out hunting too, hope they don't get something. They're all, it's all relational because they don't want to gut it and clean it and, right, right. and drag it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fishing the same thing. They throw them back because, you know, if I take it back, i got to clean this and I don't want to. Yep. Anyway, such is life. Uh, this psychologist, anyway, was saying, you know, permanence is important. I think we would agree with that. Yep. And that start with the permanence of a relationship with God, the permanence about being in his family, and then make sure – if you're married, that, that you're permanent and uh, go from there. All right, Jason, the third factor is uh, this psychologist was telling the couple is the factor of confusion. 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 Which, I would say there's a lot of confusion in our world today, but what if, what's the psychologist? No, well, that's what oh. it's basically confusion. And then it, it, the psychologist actually said it's tied to a fourth factor, which again, I'm, I'm almost speaking on you know this weekend. But it, it says the myth of gender equality in marriage, saying that the genders are the same in marriage, and, and that causes confusion because really we see they're not. Mm. So that causes confusion. Now, here, here's the problem with all that because, again, if you're upset, 
Jason.Kemper at SoberBridgeRance.org. That's right. Go ahead and let them know. But the bottom line really is this. God made people different, and that's a good thing. We should celebrate the differences. And and yet, it's not unequal. It's different. Yeah. You know, women were made to be women. They were made to give birth to children. Men are not. Yeah. That's different. One's not better than the other. It's different. The problem in our culture is we've made one better than the other. Mm-hmm. That causes confusion. Yeah. Why am I not like them? Why can't I do what they do? I'm telling you, you then you can never be satisfied with who you are. Right. I mean, how do you teach your children to be satisfied with who they are and cheer somebody who's different than them on, who has more skill, more ability, different interests, you know, that kind of thing. I look at an artist sometime and I cheer him on. Yeah. I can't. I'm not an artist. I'm not either. I listen to someone sit and play the piano, you know, and, and uh, we, you remember Ralph as a kid that was up here playing the piano at camp? Ralph. No, probably don't. That I was probably don't. my era. Uh, but this guy couldn't read a note of music, but he could sit and play anything uh, unbelievably well. Hmm. And with style and, and flair, and he would add everything. In fact, the old campers around here remember a song, and in the middle of it, they always shouted, hit it, Ralph. And he would just go <laughs> off on on the piano and play these crazy notes. And yeah. But he couldn't read music. Yeah. And I, I don't know. As a speaker, I don't know how many times I said to God, why don't I have that? I could use that. You know, I could, <laughs> I could, I could sit down and play something and do a message with it, and you know, why don't I have that? And it's almost as God saying, "You don't." Right. So you think that Ralph's better than you? Well, I didn't say that. Well, then why don't you be satisfied with who you are? Mm-hmm. And that's key. And and then you look at the rest of the world. Who do you believe in the world with this media the way it is? Who do you believe in politics? Nobody. So you're confused. Yeah. So you're confused about truth. Oh, yeah. You got Christians in the Bible saying that homosexuality is wrong. You got culture saying it's right. Mm-hmm. You, you've got now one of the major indexes financially saying that the boards of directors, if you're on that index, um, needs to be mixed. You have to have transgenders. You have to have different, or, or you got to get out of, out of it. And I'm thinking, okay, that's confusing to me. Yeah. The idea of equality is confusing to me. Yeah, Not equality in God's sight, not equality on, on whether you serve him or not, but the idea that everything's the same. Um, it must have been created by non-athletes mm-hmm. because athletes are all different. And there's some that you, know, you play with. They're professionals. You can tell it when you're playing with them. Mm-hmm. They're built differently. Yeah. They, it's like everything they do is accelerated beyond what you do naturally. And you look at them and you think, wow, if you worked, you know, you could, you could really, really be good. And if I worked, I could never even be at your bad level. Yeah. There's something there, you right. know, I mean, but that doesn't mean that my life is bad. I need to be able to be thrilled with their life. And be able to be excited for him. Otherwise, I'm confused because I can't figure out why, you know, you, you would look at a, a quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why are they getting paid, you know, uh, I don't know, $40 million a year? I don't know. Yeah, that could be confusing. <laughs> because why do we pay teachers 40000 and quarterbacks $40 million? Right. Okay, if you look at that, you're going to be confused. Mm-hmm. So I would tell somebody, why don't you enjoy being a quarterback or why don't you enjoy being a teacher? You're probably going to be paid different. 
Mm-hmm. Don't look at the other one and wonder. Just work and enjoy God. Enjoy what he's called you to do. It's like the body principle. You got fingers, you got toes, you got knees. Your fingers shouldn't be saying, I want to be an ear. You know, mm-hmm. they be a good finger. Yeah. And and I think apart from that, there's confusion because you're looking at saying, I want this role. I feel demeaned because I'm not a male or I'm not a female or I'm not a horse, you know, whatever it might be. I have no idea. And really, it's not it's not about that. So I think that the confusion comes in a lot of respects because we say things that we accept that cannot be or I think that we also can't ask questions because there's already predetermined answers. Hmm. For example, um, COVID virus. Yeah. We know that it affects people who are obese more than those who are not. Yeah. Okay. Should we ask any more questions or are we just going to give them the vaccine first? Hmm. Should we say that maybe they should control their obesity? Hmm. You can't do that. Right. So since you can't do that, it's an innocent problem because you're not able to ask the next question. Right. You're not able to ask that. So it's kind of like race relationships. You know, I mean, okay, um, this company has more African-Americans in it. This country has more, you know, uh, Caucasians in it. Uh, Is it because they don't like the other? No, we'll say it's because of racism. Okay, do quotas solve that? Do quotas solve racism when you look at race to decide what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. I think that defines racism. Right. So that's where that, that's why there's confusion. It's not because we don't, you know, if there is racism out there, we need to not have it. But the bottom line is you, we're confusing the issue because we can't ask any more questions. Yeah. Uh, police. Okay, the police have um, been shown to hurt some uh, some lives that they've they've gone after and and um, I think in any profession you can ask the question is everybody in this profession uh, above board and do things right all the time mm-hmm. the answer for any profession would be no there's some bad eggs yeah you know in there so when one does something that they shouldn't do does that rep- represent all the police I would say no I would too but the way it's being presented is you can't say that right not only that um, Okay, so a a black, Latino, Caucasian person, whatever, gets beat up by a policeman. Is it because of their color? I, I'm not sure it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it isn't. I don't know that person. Right. But to conclude something by just a video, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little clip. See, you're not allowed to ask the deeper questions because if you do, you'll be called a racist. You'll be called, and and we we can't we can't ask it. So I think that causes confusion. I don't. I don't think even our culture understands how much confusion that causes. Right. Uh, because they can't really get to the bottom of a problem. Um, and until we can ask questions and and get respectful answers, mm-hmm. I think we're all going to be in trouble yeah. uh, somewhere. Uh, once again, someone might say, "Well, you're a racist." They were. I, I know that's where it goes eventually. Why people don't talk about it? Because mm-hmm. eventually somebody throws an egg at you because of the way you said it. Mm-hmm when what you're really doing is squelching anything that um, any area that somebody goes after to try and find the truth, which we, we really shouldn't be doing. We should be, have the freedom to ask. Uh, kids can ask, and oftentimes we allow them to ask. Yeah. 
because they're actually not thinking about all the ramifications and political things that go with it. So mm-hmm. they might ask a really, you know, like I, I remember I working at camp through the years. You know, there have been so many moments where I just burst out into laughter, <laughs> you know, with what a kid said. Yeah. So they walk up to somebody who's obviously obese and say, man, why are you so fat? I mean, they're looking at him. Oh, yeah. Why are you so fat? And they're waiting for an answer. Right. And you're sitting there going, eh. <laughs> <laughs> At the same point, the inside is laughing because it's like, this kid's innocent. Right. And uh, someone might say, well, we haven't taught him to pretend yet. Hmm. Yeah, we, we ought to get on that. Yeah. We ought to tell him you don't say things that are obvious, hmm. that you don't think about things that you really wonder yeah. That you never really ask, but you try and look them up online and figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's not how you run a culture. And and I think all of that moves toward confusion mm-hmm. because a child now doesn't know what to think, what to ask, when it's acceptable to ask, how you ask. And then they, if they just follow the crowd, I remember, uh, you remember a f- years ago when uh, Wisconsin had the recall election for their governor? Yeah. Uh, it was very interesting because I was watching something where a bunch of people ga- gathered in Madison, where our, our capital for the state is, and they were gathered there and they were protesting and all these signs against the governor and all these schools. There were a bunch of school children there hmm. that were taken by their teachers to this yeah. protest. And one of the newscasters went over one of the, the, the children, I forget what age, maybe sixth, seventh grade, yeah. something like that. And asked him, you know, why are you here? And, and he just blurted out, because the, the governor's a bum. <laughs> and the newscaster kept trying to dig further, like, yeah, what makes him a bum? Well, because he is a bum. And, and we shouldn't have a bum in office. Everyone knows he's a bum. And on and on and on, but no answers. Just, yeah. he's a bum. Right. And it was like, okay, that's what we're talking about. That causes confusion. For me, as a teacher and an old guy, I'm sitting there going, can you give me a better answer than that? Right. I want to know what you know that caused you to leave school, to go to the Capitol, to march with a sign calling the governor a bum. I, do you have anything to back that up? Mm-hmm. How dare you ask? <laughs> That's what causes confusion mm-hmm. right there. Um, I, and I think that we need to understand the things that in life that we allow people to say what they need to if they're innocent or if they actually want to know the information. We need to give them the freedom to ask the question. Yeah. And not jump all over them because we don't like the question or the direction it's going to. Um, it, you talk to somebody who is struggling financially. They come to me and they say, well, you know, I'm really hurting. I really could use a gift, you know, that kind of thing. And so I ask them, so do you have a budget? And they get offended then. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't I ask you that? Because you're asking for help. And really, the goal in life is not to help you like this the goal in life is to get you where you don't need help in order to do that i need to help you with the budget so mm-hmm. confusion comes from that i think we need to be better at being able to ask questions yeah and uh, even better to respond to those questions absolutely without without beating somebody up right and open ourselves up for dialogue because the more that we can talk about it the more that we can solve things absolutely and i think that's even sometimes how satan works is that sometimes he doesn't want us to talk about things so that makes it work, and so it creates more confusion because Satan thrives on confusion. Absolutely. God is a God of order. The Bible tells us that. So let's treat it like he is a God of order. And if you're in a confused state, that's not of God. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we're out of time again here on Younger and Older. I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com. And you could uh, either re-listen to this podcast or check out the other variety um, in our Younger and Older series or check out some of the other series that we do. Dave does a nighttime uh, podcast and a three-minute series one. So if you want something short and quick, you can head over there. Otherwise, this is Jason and Dave again on Younger and Older. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.